Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. In week one, we encountered the world-changing event of Pentecost where God decided to take up residence in every single person who has given their life to Christ. And the reason God did this was to empower all of his people in every place to take up the mission, the movement that started in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Keep it going and even expand it. Then last week, we asked the question, well, who is this Holy Spirit? Because oftentimes when we talk about the Holy Spirit, it makes us kind of uncomfortable. And what we uncovered as we tried to make sense of a whole lot of confusing data is that in essence, the Holy Spirit is God. Or the Holy Spirit is a part of the divine mystery that is the Trinity. So our job is not to have it all figured out, not to have it all nailed down, but instead to devote our lives to living in relationship with the creator of the universe who lives in our hearts. And now that we have a basic understanding of the identity and the purpose of the Holy Spirit, today what we're going to do to bring it all together is we're going to get practical. You guys let me theologically nerd out last week, and so today we're going to bring it all together. And we're going to get practical by talking about how the Spirit works in our lives along with how we can get connected. Or this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where everything in this sermon series comes together and gives us a clear path forward on how to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. So the place we begin is John 14, 15 through 17, and it says this. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the word cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. Or in this section of the gospel of John, as Jesus explains what's going to happen after he faces the cross, as Jesus simply tells his disciples that even though he's going to be leaving, even though this is going to be the end for him, he's not going to leave him alone. No, instead, what he's going to do is he's going to send them an advocate. And what you'll find when you do some research on this advocate is that the Greek word that gets translated as advocate is paraclete. Everybody say paraclete because it's fun. Paraclete. Now, what you, will, what you need to know about what paraclete means in the most literal sense is to walk alongside. That's what it means in its most literal sense. But the way it gets used in the ancient context is to talk about not only having someone who walks alongside you as an advocate or someone who fights for you, but it's also you have here an intercessor or someone who speaks up on your behalf, a comforter, someone who is there to always console you and as a helper, or someone who will walk with you through every part of life, which means what Jesus is telling his disciples here is that this advocate is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. And the Holy Spirit is God's presence that is with us and in us, who is for us, not against us, which I think is something very, very important we all need to get. God is not against us. He is for us. He wants what's best for us, ultimately helping us to navigate this very difficult 
life by simply guiding, helping, empowering, and comforting us as our partner, friend, and God. And what amazes me is I tell you that the creator of the universe who lives inside of you wants to be your partner, guide, and helper, and you just sit there like, oh yeah, we know this stuff. This is not the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So last night as we're driving home from a basketball tournament, which by the way, I didn't get kicked out of. (laughs) Very happy about that. I looked up at the sunset and there are these clouds in this perfect place. And I'm like, the one who created all of that is in me. But it's not only in me, but wants to help me every step of the way. It's unbelievable. So to help you understand how the Holy Spirit is at work in your life or wants to work in your life, let me simply give you some modern-day metaphors that really put it into perspective, stuff that will stick so you'll understand. So first off, the Holy Spirit is like a good parent, which, you know, it makes a lot of sense given that God is our Heavenly Father. So like good parents are always there for us, guiding, directing, helping, consoling, and even correcting when we need it. What we find out about the way the Holy Spirit works in our lives is that the Spirit is that presence, that voice, that nudge that is always with us, showing us the best way forward and walking with us along the way, convicting us when we get something wrong, comforting us when the world gets to be too much, all the while helping us to navigate this oftentimes confusing life. So just like a good parent does for their children every step of the way, helping them to become who they need to become, that's how God works in our lives. That's how the Spirit works. Another image I love is that of a potter. And that the Holy Spirit is this power, this presence that molds and shapes every single part of our lives. Or it takes our lives that are like a lump of clay and begins to form and contour and mold us from the deepest parts of who we are into this incredible work of art that he created. Or like the prophet Jeremiah says, just like the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hands, says the Lord. But what you've got to keep in mind when it comes to this shaping and molding that the Spirit does in our lives is that this process is not always rainbows and unicorns. For some reason, we think that when you get holy, when you get into this God stuff, all you're going to have is warm and fuzzies. That's not the case. No, sometimes it's painful. Gut-wrenching, possibly one of the hardest things you will ever face. And all because for the Spirit to help us become who He created us to be, He has to bend and shape and mold us in ways that we have never experienced before, which gets awfully unpleasant. But the good news about this is that this is what's best for us. You want this to happen. So instead of trying to run from it or fight against it, we have to learn to embrace it for what it is. God doing what God needs to do in us so that we can become the people he has created us to be. Again, like the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hands. Another way to think about the Spirit is that the Spirit is like the wind. In fact, when you get into the Greek and Hebrew meaning for the word Spirit, you will find that the Hebrew word ruach, everybody say ruach. You have to get the lugi at the end. That's actually how it's pronounced. Ruach and pneuma 
Both mean wind and spirit. They can, they can mean the same thing in different context. And the reason why the ancient mindset put wind and spirit together, the reason why it went hand in hand is because the spirit, like the wind, is a power or a force that can't be seen. It has the power to affect any and everything. It can move, it can do in ways we just don't understand. So we don't see it directly, but we feel the effects of it. And what that puts into perspective for us about how the Spirit works in our lives is that, in a sense, our job is to be like a sailboat or to be the kind of people who know that we simply can't do this on our own. And so what we have to do is we have to set our sails. And so allow the Holy Spirit to take us where we want to go, always keeping in mind that fighting against the Spirit, fighting against this holy wind, leads to standing still in the waters of life. And I bet there's some of you sitting in here today that are standing still in the waters of life. And what I would tell you is quit fighting the Spirit. Set your sails and go where the Spirit wants to take you. Another simple metaphor I love is the Holy Spirit is like a tour guide. This is, this is my favorite one. And that like a tour guide simply guides and directs you, not only taking you where you need to go, but also explaining everything all, along the way. The Holy Spirit is God's presence in our life that is there to show us the best way forward. And not only show us the way, but also to teach us everything that we need to know along the way. Or as John continues, he says in 14, 25 through 26, but the advocate... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is nothing more than a tour guide that you can get plugged into. And then the last metaphor I'll share with you that, that really helps me to understand not only how the Spirit works in our lives, but how to get and stay connected is that the Holy Spirit is like a power source or like all of our electronic equipment today, has to be plugged in to do what they do. The Holy Spirit is our power source that we have to get plugged in to do what we do, or to really bring this to light. How many of you guys have a cell phone? Or maybe I should ask, how many of you don't have a cell phone? Right? So what do you have to have to make this cell phone work? What do you got to do every single day or every single night? You got to charge it. Same way for us when it comes to plugging into the Holy Spirit. You gotta get plugged in. You gotta get connected. Now, here's the really cool thing about getting plugged into the Holy Spirit it's not hard. It's not hard at all. You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to get all lathered up. You don't have to do certain routines and rhythms and all that kind of stuff to get connected to the Holy Spirit. No, really, all you have to do to get plugged in to this advocate, helper, comforter, potter, parent, wind, tour guide, power source, and friend is this. Invite, listen, and watch. Invite, listen, and watch. And for those of you who write stuff down, write this down. You need to know this. So for me, what helps me to get and stay connected on a daily basis that I begin each and every day praying something like this, and it's simple. Holy Spirit, checking in for the day, asking to join you in your kingdom work. So empower me, give me what I need, and show me what you need me to do to bring heaven to earth right where I am, as I am. Again, Holy Spirit, I'm checking in for the day, asking to join you in your kingdom work. So empower me, give me what I need, and show me what you need me to do.
to bring heaven to earth. And, and then after I offer that simple invitation, I listen and watch. Listening in the sense that I try to remain aware to the, the prompts or the nudges that the Spirit of God does in me all the time. Which can be something as simple as reminding me something that I forgot. To as big as, hey, you need to drop everything that you're doing. This person, this situation needs you. Everything else can wait. Another part of listening is listening to others. Because the spirit that lives in us also lives in the lives of others. And oftentimes what God will do is he will use others to tell us what we need to hear. In fact, what I experience is when I'm not listening, when I'm not plugged in, God will use someone else to kind of wake me up, to say the words that I need to hear so I can do what he is calling me to do. But the most important way that I listen is I make it a point to read Scripture daily. And if you don't have this habit, I would encourage you to do it. It doesn't have to be a long, lengthy thing. It can be five minutes. Be one chapter a day. Start in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read one chapter a day. And you will find that God will speak to you in ways that you never imagined. But then, while I listen, I also watch. Watching in the sense that I keep my head up all day long looking for places where God might need me. And this can be as simple as opening the door for someone, saying hello, offering a smile, to witnessing a car accident while I'm driving down the highway and doing what I need to do before the paramedics arrive. Because the truth is, if you will devote your day to listening and watching, you will find that there is almost always something that God needs you to do. And what I want you to keep in mind here is oftentimes... We think of big things. We think God wants us to go out and, and transform and do all that stuff. And there's no doubt there, but God also wants you to do the little things. God wants you to do what he created you to do in the best possible way. God wants you to treat people well every single day. It's also in the little things. So again, getting plugged into the Holy Spirit is really as simple as listening, inviting, and watching. Some other ways that you can get connected to the Spirit. And these are really simple and really basic, but I think they need to be said. When I need help, I ask for help. I don't know what to do in this situation where you show me the way. When I'm lost, I ask for direction. When I get it wrong, and I don't know about you guys, but I get it wrong a lot, I ask for forgiveness. Or whatever it is, whatever the situation, I have found that instead of letting life take control, and we're all so good at letting life take control, that if I'll just stop, take a breath, and invite the Spirit of God into that situation, the Spirit always seems to make a way where there is no way. Okay, so... Now that you guys get a sense of the purpose, identity, how the Spirit works, and how to get plugged in, let me wrap up the series in this way. If you really do want to live in the power of the Holy Spirit, if you really do 
want to get and stay plugged into the Spirit of God that lives inside of you, that holy mystery that is about saving and redeeming all things, then what you need to do, and it's not hard, is take up the daily practice of listening, inviting, and watching. Because if you'll do something as simple as that, you will find that over time, the Holy Spirit will not only transform you in ways that you never thought possible, but this is also how you live into the life that is truly life. This is where you find what it is that you're looking for. And you're probably, it's probably not going to be what you thought it was going to be. But this is how you find it. But as always with God, the choice is yours. Will you choose? Will you choose to invite, listen, and watch? Or will you choose to continue to live your life the way you live it? I hope you will choose to get plugged in because it will transform you forever. Let us pray. Father, as we bring this sermon series to a close, It's my hope that, that now we have a basic understanding of your purpose in saving and redeeming all things and bringing heaven to earth. And now that we understand that you are a part of the divine trinity, this mystery that we'll never understand but need to give our life to, that today, now that we've gotten into the practical, we'll not only understand how you work in our lives, that you want to work in our lives, that you're there to help but how to get plugged in. How to actually take a moment in the day and invite you into our lives. Invite you to show us the way forward. And then to spend the rest of the day listening and watching as you call us to do little and big things to continue to do your work. So Lord, teach us that. Help us to be a church that is living in the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.